Do you need treatment or surgery? There's no need to wait or travel abroad. Receive treatment at Kingsbridge Private Hospital in Belfast or Ballykelly under the Northern Ireland Planned Healthcare Scheme at potentially no cost. Why wait? Text hello to 51777 or visit kingsbridgeprivatehospital.com for further information. Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com It is Thursday evening and that means it is time to bring you the absolute best of what's been happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmead. With the Midlands dedicated arts show Encore with me, Shannon Fogarty. To get in touch, you can pop me a text or a WhatsApp to 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands103. Or if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me encore at midlands103.com. So here's what's coming up on the show tonight. Eileen Casey will join me to talk through the Elements of Fiction, a short story creative workshop that is coming to the Leash Art House in Stradbally. And on the topic of Stradbally, this weekend is Electric Picnic with performances from Niall Horan, Billie Eilish, The Script, Paolo Nutini, and many, many more. I popped down to have a look at the festival ahead of this weekend to see how preparations were going, but also to see what you can be expecting if you are going down. But before we delve into the world of electric picnics, let's dive into the world of fiction. Joining me now is award-winning short story author Eileen Casey, who following on from the overwhelming success of her recent memoir workshop, the Arts Office and Leash County Council has invited Eileen back to conduct four short story workshops at Leash Art House in Stradbally. The workshops will cover the various fictional elements employed when writing a short story. The ladies who came along were very enthusiastic, so hopefully... Uh, there'll be the same kind of energy for the fiction workshops. And it's broken down into four sessions. And each session, we'll be looking at different elements, um, you know, to do with short stories, sourcing ideas, nurturing the flow, characters, viewpoint, and things like that. You know, there's a whole slew of elements in fiction. And sometimes you need all of them, sometimes just a few of them. But we look at all of them and see... See where we where it takes us. Where this, they take us. And this is exciting because it's running over four weeks, isn't it? Well, it's once a month for four months, so it's four sessions, and I think it's the first Monday thereafter after September, which starts on the eleventh. But then it's the first Monday after that. Yeah, and it starts about half ten in the morning, which is a good time. I'm at my best in the morning, and I think most people are. You know. Um, you still got all that energy and hopefully we'll have good night's sleep over us. <laughs> I have to so, say my, my peak time is definitely in the morning as well so I think a half ten is just the right time because you can perfect. have your cup of tea and get straight into it. So um, just for people that aren't aware of yourself Eileen tell me a little bit more about your background and how this creative yeah. workshop came to be. Uh, well I'm from Bar originally and um, started writing when I came to Tala as a young married woman. There was very little infrastructure here at the time. So luckily for me, I found a writing group, which really saved my life, I think. And that was over 30 years ago now. We're still friends. Um, the, the ladies I met in that group, some of them went on to, you know, to keep writing and others found other areas of creativity. But 
for me, they were, they were so enthusiastic and, you know, it, it wasn't a chat kind of forum. It was, you brought your work, it was read and treated with respect and then we found outlets for our work. Gradually, we started to invite uh, established writers to come and speak to us and eventually we ended up facilitating workshops ourselves and progressing. We were always progressing and learning and getting into print as well, publishing. I was never a writer who wanted to just write something and put it away. You know, I wanted to share it. I wanted people to read my work and I really wanted to be published. And uh, I was, thankfully, you know, I gave it my all, I suppose, and still, still do. I still have the same passion for writing as I did then and just so grateful for that. And it's nice to have a passion for something like that and to be able to put it out there. So do you find that many people will come up and look for advice from you on the steps that they can take to their their career to where you are? Well, I suppose advice and and workshops, you know, they're great in that they support and they they give information and they, they guide and mentor and all that. But at the end of the day, it's sitting down and writing, um, practice, practice, practice. You know, like any art or craft, unless you practice, you won't you won't progress. Uh, you know, and you do go rusty. If I don't write um, on a regular basis, my writing muscles aren't as supple as I would expect them to be. So, you know, it's practice all the time. And writing down ideas. Nobody expects anyone to sit down and write a fully-fledged short story or poem or, or a piece of prose. It's just a matter of getting down the ideas and, you know, keeping them safe within the pages because ideas flitter away and they disappear very quickly. So once I have my idea notebook, I feel secure that at least I've safeguarded the idea and might look back over it and start just start writing cold and not thinking of anything in particular any direction or not making a map and then once I have some pages I'll read those and see where I'm going or is there potential there but I certainly wouldn't expect anyone to expect of themselves to sit down and write a fully fledged any form on the first go it's it's practice and willingness to draft and redraft and you know it's the work it's playfulness, but there's work as well. And um, I know that these workshops are going to be covering short stories and they're generally regarded as being kind of more challenging forms. And why do you think that is? Yeah, the short story is very challenging. Uh, well, the novel has a, a long span and, you know, you can let it fall, I suppose. Or a novel, it's very hard to maintain that tension throughout from beginning to end, although... There are writers, of course, who are excellent at doing that. But the novel allows for, you know, flaggings here and there. But the short story, is, it's just got to be right. It's, it's like walking a tightrope. You've got to stay on that tightrope till you get to the other side. You can't fall off in the middle of it. Um, it's, it's just about focusing and making sure that every element in your story is serving its purpose. And that's good advice, I think. Um, another piece of good advice, I heard Anne Enright, one of our most foremost writers, 
Um, she said that writing a short story is like sitting in a car and the headlights are only showing what's immediately up ahead, which I thought was terrifically put, you know, that you don't give everything away too quickly. It's it's just what's immediately up ahead. And I think, you know, most of us, when we start out on the short story, we tend to want to tell everything, whereas really a good short story will unfold. It'll unfold it, yeah, that's it. And as you said, it's, it is very beautifully put and it's nice to see that, you know, you give snippets away in a short story. As you said, you don't give it all away because you, you want to keep the interest in it until the end. Yeah. Characters, I think, really are the, the clue to that. You know, good, strong characters, colourful characters, getting to know, I suppose, knowing yourself first and foremost, and be willing to share your interior world because that's what a writer does really when they sit down to write. They, they give a glimpse of their own interior world and that's what we all have and we can kind of share in that when we read something good. Um, Brian McMahon said that a writer allows the reader to sit in the driving seat of, their, um, of the writer's imagination and see the world through the eyes of the writer. But being able to empathise and identify as well, you know, so, yeah. But so, I think if you're true to yourself and true to the story, you will do that. So how important do you think it is to find that the right viewpoint for the story? So who the character is and how they say it? Yeah, and you know, that's a very good question. I'm thinking of Pat McCabe when you said that because... When he wrote The Butcher Boy, he wrote it in third person, the whole novel, and it didn't work. I think he sent it out a few places and it was rejected. And then he changed it to the first person and sure, the rest is history. So I suppose it's willingness to adapt and to go back in and rewrite. But viewpoint, you know, first person, the first person... Um, some beginning writers might confuse with themselves, but it's the first person of your character. That's the big difference. Um, and then there's dual viewpoint, two characters coming at the same situation from different directions, or it could be, you know, um, multiple viewpoints, which is really a lot for a short story to carry. You know, like if you listen to Francis McManus stories on the radio, they're mostly first person. Um, because the first person is, is so intimate and you don't have to worry about anything else, only keeping within the voice of that character, you know. So it's a great viewpoint for beginning writers. They, they don't have to grapple with other people's minds or views, you know. And this workshop is great for people to be able to pick your brain on certain things that they think that should go in and shouldn't really go in because you'll be covering sourcing ideas and how to nurture the flow of the creative experience, the characters and the viewpoints, the storyline as well as the different writing styles that short stories can have. Sometimes people confuse our, our beginning writers or, you know, whatever stage you're at, you can tend to confuse anecdote or you know, something is anecdotal rather than being the the grist to the mill of the short story. So that's a danger as well. You you hear something, you say, oh, that's great. That'll be a great short story. But it's actually not. It's just um, something that's throwaway. It's not 
exploring anything or developing layers. You know, developing the, the emotional layers, I suppose that's that's what a good short story tries to do. And you can be funny while you're doing that. It doesn't mean that you're always heavy or dark about it. But, um, you know, Kevin Barry is such a great example of a writer who can who can combine the darkness with the light so brilliantly. You know, it's laugh out loud, but really underneath the layers, there's a lot of dark things happening as well. And I like that kind of writing. I really do. So for anyone that's listening that wants to get involved with this workshop that's happening over the next few months, how can they get involved? Well, they can, um, I suppose, book by going to Ringing Up Strad Valley Art Centre and just book that I think there's a, a fee involved, but it's it's minimal. I think it's twenty euro for the four sessions, which is very good. And um, just come along then and be with an open mind and a generous spirit, and be willing to to listen as well as as speak. You know, and hopefully we I'll be um, recommending short stories. You know, re- it's it's one thing to write them, but you must read them as well before you you can write well, reading and writing really go hand in hand. I'm sure you'll agree with me there. Definitely, I definitely do. But uh, I will let you go. Thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about this. And I look forward to seeing what short stories come from these workshops. Thank you very much, Shannon. Thank you. If you are interested in partaking in the Elements of Fiction short story creative writing workshop with writer Eileen Casey, you can contact the Leash Art House in Stradbally or you can email artsoff at leashcoco.ie. That's artsoff at leashcoco.ie if you want to find out any more information or get involved over the four months. Coming up, I have some behind-the-scenes bits of what you can expect at Electric Picnic this weekend right here on Midlands 103. Encore, in association with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Cologne, our bright and airy AIB gallery and cosy theatre bar can cater for smaller private events too. Your theatre, our home, deancrowtheatre.com. You are back with Shannon Fogarty here on Midlands 103. And as I'm sure everyone is aware, Electric Picnic takes place this weekend in Stradbelly with performances from Billy Irish, The Killers, our very own man, Niall Horan, as well as the script, Paolo Nutini, and many, many more. Alongside those big names on the main stage, there will be performances by local Irish bands on a number of the smaller stages around the festival. One band that will be taken to the Three City stage is a duo by the name of Two Time Charlie. I caught up with them before, and here's what they had to say about performing at Electric Picnic this year. You are listening to Shannon Fogarty on Midlands 103 and eight talented up-and-coming Irish acts are set to make a remarkable transition from the city streets to the grand stage of Electric Picnic. And thanks to the dynamic platform known as Three's City Stages, this thrilling opportunity is part of a broader initiative that has been touring Ireland in 2023, providing budding artists with career-breaking chances across the nation. And I am very, very excited to have both members of Two Time Charlie join me on the show tonight. Reen and Luke, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm thrilled to have you with us. So tell me how this all came about, how you ended up being with Three and then getting this experience uh, at Electric Picnic. Uh, so like we started uh, busking during lockdown, myself and Luke, 
and then uh, the three competition came up kind of after lockdown, just in January, I think. Yeah. And uh, someone recommended that we uh, enter. And we didn't know we were going to a chance to play Eric's picnic. I think the original one was to support somebody in the, the Olympia. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we played it and uh, it went down a tree. Um, and uh, then we didn't really hear anything for months. Um, I, I thought that was just the Yeah, that was like, it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you, got, yeah, you, got, you got the bus with the tree brand. And um, yeah, we got a call in a few weeks ago, uh, probably six weeks ago now. Yeah. yeah. Um, saying, oh, well, we'd like you to play Electric Picnic. And we got to go to Camden Studios and, and meet the musical director there. And uh, yeah, get a photo shoot, yeah. act like a real celebrity. Yeah. I, I, I can just remember when we got the phone call as well. We both kind of looked at each other and it was kind of a, Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah, cool. Inside, absolutely buzzing. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You're trying to keep your cool, like you know. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible to think Electric Picnic. It's one of the biggest festivals out there, and you're going to be performing at it. Yeah, it's, it's class. Uh, when we uh, set up this uh, two piece originally, where now we're six piece, um, but when we set up the two piece originally, one of the things we wrote down as a goal was to play Electric Picnic. Yeah. And uh, it last on the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally yeah, yeah, everything yeah. we've done so far. Um, and I, I'd made a promise that I wasn't going to go to a festival until I played at one. And then, yeah. so I didn't get to go to all together now that I was down in Waterford this weekend because we weren't playing at his bus. I get, we get to go to Electric Picnic now because we're playing at Yeah, buzzing. I can't believe it. It's, it's such an opportunity for you guys. So tell me a little bit about the band and how you formed and where you're going today. So uh, how the band formed is we were both uploading videos onto like Facebook, Instagram. And... Uh, uh, I actually knew Reen to, to see, and he knew me to see, because we had actually been in the same school, in the same uh, same college as well, but uh, never really kind of chatted. And we, I was working down in Wexford, and Reen was traveling down to Wexford at the same time. And uh, it was just kind of a, oh, well, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen your videos on Facebook. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and we kind of got chatting. He was like, ah, sure, we, we go for a jam. And we sort of just started jamming out, and then it just turned into like an everyday thing. Like, I'd say for a good year literally every day for like, like it was like work you know what I mean we just showed up and just every day went at it and and then when gigs started we just jumped on it straight away like made a bit of a buzz in Waterford and it's just kind of gone, yeah, gone, gone flying from yeah. there really yeah it's been and, great and to think now you're going to go from Waterford all the way to Stradbally in County Leash is this really, your first time yeah. that you'll be performing outside of Waterford oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. outside yeah. of Ireland soon enough as well yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the next goal. It's like going well so far. I know, and this is going to put you on the map, I think. So tell me the selection process for Electric Picnic. How many songs are we thinking? Do we have a you know an exclusive song that you have that you're going to sing, or is it covers? Tell me more. Uh, yeah, so it's a mixed bag of, of covers and originals, and um, we have two out currently. One left to come out for the EP, and then we have another three uh, to come out within uh, the next six months. So at Electric Picnic, we'll be playing the whole set of uh, six tunes mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be throwing in some covers as well and with our own little twist, two-time Charlie flavour, we call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sprinkling on that good stuff. like. <laughs> I love the enthusiasm that you have. Um, so tell me what it's like to write music. Uh, oh, it's like a, an escapism, I suppose. Like, Well, an escapism and then probably... Yeah, like, and then hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One or the other. It's like, it's either you show up and like the two of us be like, right, we're going to write a song and it's like the most magical thing. We're bouncing off each other. It's like, oh, we'll do this, we'll do that. Other times you're there for like four or five hours and all it's you want to do is just kill each other. You're hungry. 
you're thirsty, everything like you know, and you just kind of you're just sick of it. But that's all part of it. That's all part of the game. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. part of the fun, you know. It's part of the journey that you guys are are going on. So how have the the, the city stages supported you throughout this? Great, yeah. Um, well, when we did the promo, or sorry, when we did the um, busk outside tree in Waterford City, um, they put up a put up on a reel, a reel and all that crack, mm-hmm. and so we got a lot of attention there. Uh, yeah. I think we got thirty k views on it, so that helped us a lot. And we weren't too like we were well known, but we weren't too well known. We got a few phone calls of people and everything afterwards, and. Yeah. Um, and now since that they've asked us to play Edge Picnic, we have interviews like with yourself, um, in KCLR and WLR and Beast and all that kind of stuff. So mm. it's 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 helped us hugely on on the uh, promotion side of things, definitely. It's a different side to it. Did you ever expect that this is where you'd be going? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Like uh, I I would say like I me personally I uh, I just am no good at social media. Never have been. So when I got into this, like, I was thinking, yeah, it's going to be like, you know, singing and all this. Like, I didn't expect to have this whole other side. Like, I remember my dad saying to me one time, it's like, it's two words, music, business. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's two sides to it. Like, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely incredible. So for anyone that's listening, where can they listen to some of your music and where can they follow you? So uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff. Uh, And the uh, name is Two Time Charlie that's the number two time uh, Charlie and then we're on YouTube and Spotify and all that uh, streaming platforms um, and we have two tunes there at the moment one called Levitate and one called Moving On uh, and then there's one set to release not this Saturday but Saturday after called Kids yeah. um, and the 19th of August yeah. and if there's yeah. anyone that's down in Waterford and wants to come down to Waterford that day we'll be playing in Jeff's for our EP launch with support from a band called Banarua from Waterford as well Amazing. So I just before I let you go, I'm just curious now. The name Two Time Charlie. Where did that come from? <laughs> so I get we get this question so much. Like, <laughs> so the band originally started off as Good Time Charlie, and Good Time Charlie. My dad used to call me Good Time Charlie because all he used to do was just have a good time. I never wanted to do me chores or anything. Like you know, I just wanted to go out and hang out with my mates and be like, oh, you're just Good Time Charlie. Good Time Charlie. Uh, my dad's from the north as well, so like I, I don't know if it's an Irish saying or a northern saying. I don't really know where it came from, but uh, and then someone mistaken the name because it was the two of us. They were like, "Ah, two time Charlie, is it?" Yeah. And then it, we were like, "No, no, no, it's good time Charlie." Like almost offended, and then we kind of turned to each other then about like ten minutes later, like, "No, two time Charlie don't sound half bad." Yeah, like, yeah, you know? it's got a bit more of a ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were like, "What else is called two time Charlie?" Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And Mick Flannery actually released a track a few weeks ago called Good Time Charlie. Did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's too funny. But no, I have to say I, I like the name Two Time Charlie. To be Charlie's as well. We like oh, to yeah. get, so like if someone's like, oh, do you know which one is Charlie? It's like, oh, we're both Charlie. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we just met, you know, because it's just gone to the point now we're sick of answering the question. Like when people come up in gigs, like, you know, yeah. we're just like, oh, yeah, we're both Charlie. Yeah. Someone sees you on your own. It's like, oh, one time Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's your stage names now. You're both Charlie. But look, Luke Green, thank you so much for coming on the show. We are very, very excited to have you in Strad Ballet and Electric Picnic uh, very, very soon. And we'll have to have a chat to you when you're over there. Definitely do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it.
If you like the sound of Two Time Charlie, then make sure to make it your mission to check them out on the Three City Stage at Electric Picnic. They will be worth it. But next here on Encore, here on Midlands 103, I had a chat with a local Mullingar band who had just been announced this week to play at Electric Picnic. Do you need treatment or surgery? There's no need to wait or travel abroad. Receive treatment at Kingsbridge Private Hospital in Belfast or Ballykelly under the Northern Ireland Planned healthcare scheme at potentially no cost. Why wait? Text hello to 51777 or visit kingsbridgeprivatehospital.com for further information. Midlands 183's Encore with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Live theatre, drama, dance, music, comedy, musical theatre, panto. Your home of entertainment for all. DeanCrowTheatre.com this is Shannon Fogarty on Encore here on Midlands 103 and local Mullingar band The Academic will be performing on the main stage at Electric Picnic this Saturday and while at the press stage during the week we got a little preview of what the boys will be performing but before we catch up on their chat here is one song that they performed and this is Why Can't We Be Friends right here on Midlands 103 What is it you want? to play the main stage at EP? I'm sure it's something you kind of always work for Oh it was and... incredible yeah like we started from like the very bottom of this yeah. festival just unknown but I don't even know if we had a song out the first time we played and um, we kind of worked our way up and we played Jerry Fisher's tent and we done other voices and we a couple of tents Electric Arena and yeah and then we got main stage and it was a dream come true for us, like, you know. And I got to jump off it, which was really dangerous. So, yeah. Say nothing to no one. <laughs> exactly. And, guys, you're only announced today, but you said you were trying to keep it secret for a while. What was that like? It's all, I've always had friends asking us, are you doing the picnic? Are you doing the picnic? Because everyone knows I think it's the last big kind of yeah. festival of the summer. And, uh, yeah, definitely let it slip to a few people, but I don't think they let it slip to anyone, so we're all right. Yeah. What other acts are you looking forward to seeing this weekend? Uh, fellow Westmead man Niall Horan will be up there on Friday that'll be good yeah. um, looking forward to Fred again like I've heard lots about it as a live show so um, Muna. it should be interesting yeah Muna I just seen them last night but <laughs> as well yeah what night are you on do we know uh, we're Saturday Saturday okay Saturday, yeah. and guys obviously have been all over the place but what does it mean to come back play Electric Picnic is the kind of pinnacle yeah. uh, as Stephen said like being at the last kind of big moment of the summer for everybody it's like it's just as exciting for the artists and um, as it's the people who bought the tickets as well so um, yeah we've always had a good time here we always enjoy it and we're, we're all just kind of now working out what we're gonna what our weekend looks like yeah, outside really of nice. being a professional band <laughs> what's know. your favourite thing about playing the picnic? Um, like friends and family I guess like when you spend yeah. the whole summer doing kind of festivals across the UK and Europe and you know you have this one to come home to and it happens to be the last one of the summer it's really sweet to just kind of see people familiar faces in the crowd Will you have lots of familiar faces in the crowd then watching? Yeah usually it's like you'll see someone from school that you haven't seen in like 10 years and you're like oh yeah <laughs> um, sorry? Look at me now Well no not that we, I think we get a kick in the bum now if we uh, react like that but um, yeah it's nice it's just like it feels like a kind of homecoming thing you know I mean, it's not far from where we grew up so like, and what can people a... expect from your performances? The greatest hits, right? Yeah, yeah. The great taking his top off. So, uh, if it goes that well, yeah, it'll usually end up in that kind of way. Out. Last year I got attacked by a wasp, oh. so hopefully that doesn't happen. So um, basically just more of what happened last year, except minus the wasp. Yeah. So will you go easy Friday night when you're, before you're on on Saturday? I know you want to see Niall and... See, I made that mistake one year. We went to watch the Strokes, and we'd all be big fans. And I screamed pretty much every oh, single geez. song. And we'd done two shows in that day, and it was a bit ropey. So no, I'd probably be a bit more well behaved this 
this year. Had you been coming as fans over years before you kind of started playing it? Or I've no? only ever been here as, as a performer. Oh. I've never managed to get it. I did it with my sister one time, just as a punter. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> and you said your family and friends, will they be here to watch it? Will they be kind of front row? Yeah, it's always nice. I got my, my dad and my, our younger brother was here last year. And yeah, it was probably... Haven't managed to see us too many times since, so it's just sweet to get them. I don't think he'll be coming. He slept for like two days afterwards the last time, so I think he might leave it off this year. Do you feel like you're more nervous performing here because it's so much closer to home? It can be. Like you get used to being on tour away from Ireland, and you kind of get into a zone, and it just kind of rolls into itself. But um, yeah, it can be a little bit of pressure when you have like family and people you know playing like you're playing in front of them yeah it could be a bit intense it's obviously handier because you get to just come from the home house over here true yeah, yeah. that is easy yeah hour from Mullingar easy peasy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what do you do for uh, to like relax before you go on stage we're really boring <laughs> like a bottle of beer okay um, listen to tunes a couple, couple of songs stuff like yeah. that yeah. we usually have football on the road with us we kind of get oh. a bit of a bit of light touches in sometimes we play psych yeah it's like yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a deep cut game now, on the phone uh, <laughs> yeah we do that sometimes and any chance of wangling fellow Mullingar man Nile Horn on stage for a song or two? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I doubt it. I think he's far too busy to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But if he asked you guys to get up on stage to do that? You betcha. Yeah. Rude not to, yeah. Encore on Midlands 183. Your arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com this is Encore on Midlands 103 and a new area at Electric Picnic, which replaces mind and body, features various ways to relax and has been renamed as Cree. So our harmonious hub of music, movement and meditative activities is crisscross the vibrational realms of Electric Picnic and follow your beating heart to create the brand new source of positive energy and joy at the core of the festival's main arena. Home to two music stages, Cree and Crescent Earth, plus an intimate hamlet of venues, reawaken and replenish your inner essence within this creative community as they gather to express and connect to our true selves through dance, music, poetry and a wide variety of vitalizing movement-based practices and meditation-focused workshops. Production director Sarah King says people at festivals should take time to switch off. So I'm Sarah King and my title is production director um, and I'm delighted to be kind of overseeing this whole area called Cree at Electric Picnic. So this is, and it's been renamed, but tell me more about this little area. Yeah, it's been renamed. So um, we have come up with the name Cree um, and it is very much like looking at the massive site map that is Electric Picnic. It is very much the heart of it. Um, it's quite cute from our south entrance. There is even like a little little uh, heart shape going around there. Um, and yeah, it's just beside Minefield, it's beside Trailer Park, and it's really like an oasis of calm throughout the day. Um, and then we have loads of amazing music acts that Kay and Finn has booked, so that's going to be going on on Cremian stage, as well as some really funky DJs on Crescent Earth at night time. So definitely we'll take you through a wave of a journey at, at Electric Picnic, and I think you could definitely spend all day and night here. Um, but yes, something for everyone. Loads of workshops going on. We have our outdoor spa with um, some hot tubs and saunas and even an ice bath. Is anyone brave enough to come and do it? <laughs> and I love the fact that it's called Cree because it's the heart of the festival as well. And I mean, even just listening to the sounds today, it was so relaxing. I think that's the one thing that's going to be really great about having the space. Yeah, exactly. Like it can be really overwhelming and like overstimulating. 
isolating elsewhere so it's lovely to create little pockets of calm do you know somewhere where people can come and you know even experience a sun bath maybe they don't usually do that or they might go along to the womb love workshop and kinship and touch do you know learn a little bit more about your body in a fun way and hopefully take something away from the festival you know not just a sore head (laughs) hopefully not so how have you found the preparations for all this is this your first year doing this um i did a couple of the daytime stages last year um and i've been in festivals for about seven years um it is my first year doing this area as a whole so it's been very fun um working with the festival republic team and kind of bringing them through the journey of what what became Cree um, I absolutely love my job I really do love it um, I love festivals myself personally so it's really cool to be able to kind of create spaces and then you know take some time out whenever the show's live and see everyone get to enjoy you know all the work that you've put into it's really heartwarming so so what's the one thing that you're looking forward to the most about this oh god I am um, it's very hard to pick <laughs> I'm like really excited to see all of the art installations like really excited um, and then I think the the trad music that my colleague Ellen has booked in, um, they're kind of popping up all over the site, so not necessarily on a stage, but you might just be sitting beside someone who's going to start playing their bore on, that kind of thing um, so it's a real nod to like the Irish culture and kind of like the, the music scene that we have here, like we're really lucky, um, but if it was to be one of the workshops, I probably would say the twerk shop by Lippery. Um it is certainly not what you'd expect but it's really fun and she's just like great crack and I think everyone kind of walks past it almost standing off a wee bit from it and they seem to watch it and then next minute they're all involved so it's really fun. So what will make this better than last year's? Oh god where to start? Um, I think definitely the whole decor of the site is going to be better than last year and it's nice to be able to oversee the area as a whole rather than have different parties organizing different things so it's just going to be so so much more of a flow I think um, everything kind of fits in together you know even like the music and stuff like working with Kean Finn and you know him feeding back to me like what's going on there and then that gives me the room to plan around his schedule and stuff do you know so it just it all fits much more because it's all made to be together so so how difficult is it to try and figure out what to put where and who to have and then who to be like I'm so sorry this is not working this year maybe next year it is very hard sometimes on site it can be a little bit of Tetris and you know looking at it on paper is very different because mm-hmm. you can fit lots more in there maybe there's a new tree that the landowner has planted that you didn't know was going up there um, but no it's really fun and like being on site's the best but you know you're not just talking about it you're actually standing in a field and you're seeing it come to life so so if you are wanting to escape the hustle and bustle of electric picnic then this is the spot for you make sure you go and check out Cree it'll just be what your body needs for the five ten minutes just to get away from all of that noise I hope you've enjoyed this evening's show thank you to all of my amazing guests and remember if you want to listen back to any of the interviews this evening you'll be able to find it on podcast on midlands103.com tomorrow I'll be back next Thursday with more of what's happening in the arts in Leash Offaly and Westmead and if there's anything you'd like included on next week's show make sure to email me encore at midlands103.com stay with us as just after the 8 o'clock news is Country Roads have a great weekend enjoy electric picnic 
if you are going and I might see you there. If not, make sure to go and check out our socials. I am going to be there the entire weekend with thanks to Making Tracks Glamping and Wagon Experience. And if not, I'll be back in the hot seat next Thursday from 7 o'clock with everything arts related that you want to hear. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. Thank you.